Thanks for listening to the Owl's Nest Barbecue Podcast. This show is generated as a live show simulcasted on talk radio 102.3 WGOW in Chattanooga and the Owl's Nest Barbecue page on Facebook. It's a live, non-edited feed about barbecue and the surrounding foods. I know it's not as slick or well-produced as some, but I promise the content is as good, if not better, than most. Thanks for listening. Real talk about real barbecue. Brought to you by the Owl's Nest Barbecue Supply and Pro Shop in Ottawa. Right off I-75 at exit 11 on the east side. That's always hard to hear. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Barbecue Show. It's the weekend, and it's time to start smoking and grilling here on the Barbecue Show, right here on Talk Radio 102.3, also right now on the Owl's Nest Facebook page. It's a barbecue simulcast every Friday night here at 7 o'clock in Chattanooga. Our number is 423-267-1023, if you want to jump on and ask some barbecue questions tonight, we would love to have you. You've got questions, we've got answers. Our broadcast partner is Backyard Smokers Barbecue on Facebook, the number one destination for questions, answers, and even if you want to post some pictures and do a little bragging, go to Backyard Smokers Barbecue on Facebook page. Kurt back at the studio, manning the radio side. Aaron Carver is here in the Facebook Owls Nest Barbecue studio, manning the Facebook side. And at his house is Jeff Maxwell monitoring the chat. So don't be afraid to engage with Jeff and talk while we are on the show in the Facebook chat room. We're in touch, so you be in touch too. Follow Owl's Nest Barbecue on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTube, all at Owl's Nest Barbecue. And you can get this show on the podcast starting tomorrow. We put it on the next day on a podcast. Wherever you get your podcast, you can hear the Owl's Nest Barbecue Show, two six seven one zero two three. Got a couple of um, couple of things to talk about real quick before we go to our guest. Uh, first of all, Eddie Denham from Wildwood, Georgia, came up to the store today. I appreciate Eddie. He is the uh, I always like to uh, the farthest somebody drove to come to the store, and Eddie, Eddie won today all the way from Wildwood, Georgia. He picked up a bunch of stuff, and I appreciate Eddie and all the good folks down in Wildwood, Georgia. That's horse country here. In the Chattanooga area. Um, tomorrow, 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 it's Saturday. At the store at the Owls Nest Barbecue Supply and Pro Shop, we're having a unveiling of a new barbecue sauce. We just got it in. I'm holding it up for everybody on Facebook. On radio, you can't see it, but it's called Hog Feathers Barbecue Sauce. Hog Feathers Barbecue Sauce. We will have free samples of barbecue with Hog Feathers Barbecue Sauce starting tomorrow at 10 30. I did two big old pork butts yesterday, and we're going to heat them up in the morning and get them out there. So come by. It's going to be a kind of a rainy day, so there's nothing else to do. No reason. we got plenty of room inside. Come on in, and we'll just uh, sample barbecue. You can look at everything we've got. We'll talk barbecue, and we'll just have a big time at the store at 1030. Also, um, uh, starting uh, this week, we'll be taking orders for our prime ribs for Christmas. The Owl's Nest Barbecue team, Frank Blair and I, will be smoking standing rib roast, four-bone rib roast. They're going to be nine pounds. We'll feed 10 to 12 people. They are $150 each. Now, I know, I know, that's a lot of money, but I just checked the prices on the prime rib here in Chattanooga. It's $14.95, so if you get a nine-pound uh, ribeye, that's four bones about, uh, that's $150 in meat right there, not even cooked yet. So you can get the same thing from Frank and I 
for $150 already cooked. And I promise you it's going to be good because our next guest, who's going to be here in just a moment, is going to tell us how to cook it, and I'm going to be taking notes. Uh, text me at 423-593-6588 if you're interested in ordering one or simply go to the Owl's Nest Barbecue Facebook page and you can order there to get in touch with us. Uh, tomorrow at the Chattanooga Market, and that's at the Trade Center, the last market of the year. They have the Lodge Cast Iron Bake Off. If you have never seen a live chef competition, go to the Trade Show, to the Trade Center and see the show tomorrow at the Chattanooga Market. Uh, the chefs will be Micah Adams from Slicks Burgers, uh, Kenyatta Ashford from New Neutral Ground, Nick Geller from the Walden Club, and J.R. Crutcher from Cafe at the Corner. The four of those guys will be battling it out in the Lodge Cast Iron Bake Off. That's from 11 till 3. And one of the judges is our very own Frank Blair. Frank Blair, the most popular man in Chattanooga, will be there judging the the um, uh, Cast Iron Lodge Cast Iron Bake Off. And uh, that's going to be an exciting time. If you've never seen it, head down there. It is very, very interesting. You will really enjoy it. It's very exciting. It's very exciting. You'll be able to get real close to the to the chefs while they're cooking, and uh, you'll see some real professionalism in store. All right, let's, without no more waiting, we're going to go to our guest right now. Uh, she is from Tampa, Florida, and she is the creator of Sassy Q's rubs and sausage my friend and your new friend right here in chattanooga trish hines trish how are you doing tonight i'm doing great steve how are things how are doing oh well, oh you know we were talking earlier you said it was 70 degrees in tampa it was 70 degrees here today I know. it's crazy it's insane i love it oh you know you know i tell everybody that's why everybody moves down here welcome to the south y'all you know what i mean barefoot barefoot on this yeah barefoot, flip-flops and barefoot on december the 11th all right let's get the um now i know this story i know this story trish but uh, i want you to tell it i want you to tell everyone uh, about the the uh the history of sassy's q barbecue sauce and the, the kind of the sketchy past that your family has down in the down in the, not uh, necessarily in florida but from where you're from. Oh, easy, Steve, easy. Come on now. <laughs> it's a good story. So, Come on. Story, it, it is a good story, and there's a lot of truth in that story. I just can't tell you exactly where. Um, I do have a lot of family from North Carolina. That's where my father was from. Mm -hmm. And the story goes is that my great-grandfather was part of the moonshining industry and run the shine and... Um, it, it made its way into the sauce at the time, and, uh, you know, I have my secret ingredients. We can't talk about that. Mm -hmm. And I understand that it, there's still probably some of them out there. But so the uh, so your great-grandfather was most likely part of one of the early uh, NASCAR meetings, maybe? Um, Very possibly, because they are um, all from the Hamlet, Rockingham area, which mm -hmm. is known for their their racing over there right. taking um taking 40 model fords and dropping cadillac engines in them and uh beefing up the suspension and uh run all night rum runners rum and runners. I, I have been known to have a lead foot myself so maybe it's hereditary <laughs> how 
How many how many points on your driver's license? Um, actually, <laughs> I'm I'm doing good. You're pointless. Not in quite a while. That's good. You're pointless. That's good. That's good. That's a good way to be. <laughs> yeah, they just haven't found me. <laughs> they don't. They can't catch you. Can't that, catch me. That's the problem. All right. How did you? Um, let's let's talk about first. Let's let's talk about the uh, the barbecue resume. How did you start and get an interest in uh, barbecue and cooking? Memphis. So we all know Memphis and barbecue. So um, years ago, I had gotten active in the Memphis and May World Championships. I was an ambassador. Um, I competed, and I went to the judges' school over 20 years ago. I figured, well, if I'm going to do this, I'll, I want to judge. And that's just kind of where it's all started. I've traveled around to lots of different competitions. Uh, I'm actually going to be getting active in the Florida Barbecue Association coming first of the year, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, but the sauces just kind of came from that. I've judged the best of the best, I think. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of a compilation of what I didn't like, what I wanted to see, and that's that's where it started. So when you were doing uh, judging... It started with the original sauce. When you were judging um, the Memphis Barbecue Network, who was the... Uh, you know, it's a strange it's a strange way to uh, judge barbecue because they've got to sell you on their barbecue when you go through the interview process who was your uh, most memorable uh, interview and in, in, during the judging process in the Memphis barbecue network uh, I would say the most entertaining was definitely the shed family <laughs> okay uh, when uh, Brad Orson presents that whole hog and you know they're a great family very entertaining mm-hmm. um i think that's probably the most memorable you know there's his been many you know his mother is in the clown hall of fame did you know that i do know that <laughs> i do know not, that yeah that's hilarious i get it i mean if, you, if you've met him then you get it <laughs> i believe that i believe that so let's let's talk about the uh the sauce we carry we carry all your products at the uh at the uh, store the alzenas barbecue Supply and Pro Shop. Um, I've got one right here. I'm holding it up for everybody to see. And if you can't see it on radio, too bad. Sassy Q sauce. I've got the vinegar all natural, uh, the South's finest. It's a uh, it's a great sauce. It's a big seller at the store. Uh, tell us how you got into that because that's a uh, that's a, a unique industry and it's a tough it's a tough industry to be in. Well, um, I started making my own sauces at home. I got interested in maybe trying to see the public reaction to it. And I think if you're if you're wanting to do that and sell your own products, the best place to go is the farmer's market. Because you've got all your locals coming by and you don't have to worry about the cost of production that, you know, to make it acceptable for a grocery store like what I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband and I had happened to go to one of the cooking schools that Myron Mixon had. And this was like 2013, or excuse me, 13 or 14. And I took some of my sauces to Myron, and he tasted it, and he told me, you need to start selling it. So that's kind of where it all started. Now, I can't get in touch with Myron to get an endorsement on my website, but <laughs> if you're listening, Myron, I'm still waiting. <laughs> Good luck with that. Uh, he's not going to sign up to his direct competition, that's for sure. 
So um, you've got the uh, you've got three sauces, and uh, what what are they now? We got, I've got the vinegar one here. Um, what are the other two? We have the original, mm-hmm. the original, the spicy, which are both more tomato based, and then the vinegar. And the which is my personal favorite. And the rubs you've got are. We have that's a key sweet rub, which is a huge seller. Mm-hmm. The island rub. And my newest product that you don't have on your shelf, which is Sassy Q's Honey Jalapeno, which came out at the end of October, and it's really doing well in sales. I'm really proud of that one, too. Well, we put some of the uh, Honey Jalapeno on some chicken wings the other day, and the samples mm-hmm. that you were nice enough to send me. And uh, it's a home run, let me tell you. We, we will be getting them. Thank you. I, I'm Thank just you. I'm out of room right now. I don't have any more room. I've got to, I've got to, I've got to move things around, but we'll be getting the, your your line because there's, it's great stuff, and um, like I can say they they sell well. Uh, people are they like the name of it too, sassy. They like they say I like that the sassy barbecue sauce, and then they go over there That's and buy. Kind of named itself. Yeah, I can I can see where the name got it from. <laughs> um, let's talk real quick. And, and actually, in the spring, uh, hopefully February to March, um, I have any steak rubs that should be coming out as Ooh. well. That's that's big now, so isn't it? That's big. The steak thing so is big. I mean, it, it's still in the test kitchen. I'm kicking it around a little more before I um, send it to production. Now, have you competed in any of the steak contests? I have not. I think that is next on my list. Mm-hmm. Because they are they are the thing that is really driving the uh, driving the bus right now. Uh, a lot of people jumping from barbecue to steak. And the number yeah. of and the number of steak rubs that are coming onto the market. I had a fellow drive all the way up from uh, the Huntsville, Alabama area today, and uh, he brought me I think four, no five different steak rubs from people in his area wanting to start marketing them for us to kind of test. Yeah. And uh, that's kind of neat when you have a store. Yeah. You know, when you have a store, people bring you things, say, "Try this, try this, try this," and. Um, I can do steaks. I have a lot of people who send me things too, and and I'm flattered that they ask me to try their products, and and I do. I love it. Great. You know, I I spoke with uh, I spoke online with uh, Georgia Georgia Chasen earlier uh, today, and she said you had sent her some of your uh, products for her to try. That was really nice of you. I thought. I did. I did. Say what, Kurt? Before we get to that answer, we need to go ahead and hit our first break. All right, right, you got it. we got to go for a quick break. Trish, you hang on. You're watching the Owl's Nest Barbecue Show, the barbecue show here on Talk Radio. Our special guest is Trish Hines from Tampa, Florida, and we'll be right back. Stay with us. All right, good first segment, Trish. You did good. It goes it goes by so fast. Almost as much as the thought, the price. It does go by Just kidding. Merry Christmas. Talk Radio 102.3. These breaks last about two, two and a half minutes, maybe three, and then we'll be back on. Okay. We, we can talk. Okay. We can talk here during the commercial break. What, um, what, um, what's the, what's the plans? What, like, what is Christmas in Tampa? For everybody watching on Facebook, what is Christmas in Florida like? Warm. <laughs> other, other than. <laughs> well, you know, it's like I'm. It's, it's like I'm interviewing Rub year. Bagby. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Warm. I'm, I'm anxious to meet Rub. I, you know, he'll be. Uh, 
I know he's in the Florida Barbecue Association. Yes, he's he one of the people I'm really looking forward to meeting. You will enjoy him immensely. He is a he is a great guy. And I feel like we'll get along. Oh, you will. He's uh, I think he's in Colorado right now. But he is oh, uh, good for him. He is a uh, smart man. I went to his uh, school. Um, oh, I guess it's been I guess it's four or five years now. He had a school in Calhoun, Georgia. He drove up. Mm-hmm. And um, it was right. It wasn't too, too long after his appearance on Barbecue Pit Masters. I don't know. Did you see that? Did you watch any of those? I did not. Okay. He uh, he cooked against Lene Oxley and Jeff Vanderlindy in one of the episodes. Mm-hmm. And they had to cook barbecued meatloaf. And, of course, Lene, Lene Oxley, who she just – she, you know, she can cook anything because she's cooked everything. She made a great meatloaf, and, and uh, Jeff was really struggling with it, um, and, and Rub was really struggling with it. And, of course, Lene won, and, um, and she went on. To, and I'm she, a fan of her. She, she's great. She's fantastic. And I went down when I, when I saw Rub and the guys. They were hanging out early, and I went down to the, the tent that Rub had set out because, God forbid, he paid the extra $25 to get the pavilion, you know. So we're we're under the tent, and uh, and I, I walked down there and I said, "Is this the uh, is this the barbecue school?" And uh, he said something like you know, something smart like, "Well, if it's not, we're all in the wrong place," or something like that. And then I, and I said, "Well, I hope you don't show us how to make barbecue meatloaf." And that that shut him up oh. right then. That shut him up right then. <laughs> I'll bet he did. He he said, "Okay, this guy watches television." Oh, funny. So that's my funny rub bag funny, story. Funny. And I've told him that to his face, too. So, And he laughed. Good. <laughs> How's the real estate business? Everybody watching? On, okay, 15 seconds. 15 seconds. Hang on. You can cash out any time to PayPal or an e-gift for Amazon and other brands. Earn cash back on gas on every fill-up. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code FALL. That's F-A-L-L. Talk Radio 102.3. Welcome back to the Barbecue Show here on Talk Radio 102.3 WGOW. Our guest tonight is Trish Hines from Tampa, Florida. She is the sassy of Sassy Q's Barbecue Industries, makers of sauces and rubs. And we're going to be talking prime rib here in just a moment, so stay tuned and because you don't want to miss this. But first, what's the, um, what is the backyard setup, Trish, at Sassy Q Worldwide Headquarters in Tampa? What kind? Are we on the uh, patio? What kind of many cookers have you got? Things of that sort. We are on the patio currently. Um, we we have our large green egg. Mm-hmm. Uh, I of course have my big Traeger. I'm also a special ambassador for Traeger. Mm-hmm. In case you didn't know, um, I'm in the market for a new one. We we had a backwood smoker. Uh, it was the party size, mm-hmm. the the stand up party size. I missed that one, but um, I'm looking for something different. And my husband and I cannot decide what we want. Do you want a, we're working on it. a water cooker, maybe? Maybe. We talked about gravity fed. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Well, just keep that I thought. Want, I do want to try one of the um, the Gorilla Grills that Tina Cannon likes. 
Yeah, that's a good line. That's a good line of pellet well. smokers. Now we're gonna yeah, after the after the first I of the year. To. Now listen, after the first of the year, we're gonna be the uh, the the uh, retailer here in Chattanooga for Southern Q Gravity Smokers. Uh, Scott really? Smith, yes, yeah, Scott Smith is going. He's building okay. them right now. All right. And we'll be going down that's this week deal. to pick them up. So we'll hook you up. Okay. I cook with one of those. We're in. That's my competition cooker, the uh, Limo Junior. And uh, it doesn't matter of fact, that's what we're doing, the prime ribs, when we have our big prime rib cook, that you're going to start helping me out with right now. Because, <laughs> you, know, right. you know, you know, we talked, we talked about turkeys before Thanksgiving. And, uh, you know, you, yeah. do you think the pressure is big when you're doing the Thanksgiving turkey? That's nothing like when you're doing the Thanksgiving prime rib, because you're talking a $20 bird versus a 150 right. to $200 piece of meat. Right. That if it screws up, um, everybody's going to hate your guts. So let's, Trish, let's start from the beginning. When you're shopping for a prime rib, what do you look for? Size, uh, which type? Go through the entire um, um, sassy Q barbecue. I'm looking for a prime rib right now. Okay. When I'm looking for a prime rib, I always want the bone on. Uh, I don't want the boneless. I think, you know, I know a lot of people want the boneless rib roast, uh, which is also called the rolled roast, because they think that heat is more evenly distributed when you cook. Um, I prefer the bone on, uh, and I say the bone on, but I will have it cut off and tied back on. So you actually have your little resting rack when the, the meat is cooking. So that's my big thing, bone on. Um, how many people are you going to feed? They say a bone, one bone will cover two people. I'm never going to buy less than a two-bone roast just mm -hmm. because I think I just want it to cook better. And there's always going to be leftovers, and you don't want to just have one piece of prime rib and then not have any more if you've gone to all that trouble to cook it. So I actually yesterday purchased a three-bone prime rib, which should feed up to seven people. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sure my neighbors will be available. <laughs> so I, I want that. And then I also want the prime cut of the prime rib or the prime braid of the prime rib, not the choice, because I want that extra heavy marbling. And tell, tell us, moisture in the meat. and where does that, tell me, where does that come from on the, uh, on the, you know, a prime rib is eight, eight bones. And is that from the middle of the uh, piece of meat? Right. You should have that lovely little circle of fat in the middle of the roast. It encircles the center, uh -huh. and that's what you're really looking for. Um, the fat cap, I like to have the fat cap trimmed. If you insist on keeping the fat cap, then I think you should at least score it, because when you put whatever you're going to put on the outside of the prime rib to make your crust, you want that flavor to get into the meat. Okay. So so, now so tell, tell me, explain the difference between the, the, the choice, the prime, and, um, and and if you've ever dealt with any Wagyu, uh, explain that as well. Well, it's all about the marbling. The the prime has more marbling, the choice has less, and then the Wagyu is is just like marbling heaven. Mm -hmm. I don't I can't imagine what a prime rib Wagyu would be costing right now. But that's an investment. So you you better know what you're doing if you want to buy that one. Yeah, how nervous would you be cooking that thing? Ooh. Very, very. 
So you um, so you bought a three so you bought a three bone today. That's right. Isn't that what you said? A three bone. I bought three bones. Okay. And did you what and kind did you get? Seven pounds. Seven pounds. Okay. Seven pounds. And you bought so that, that at about two and a half hours on the smoker. I got it. Can I say? Yeah. Oh yeah. I let's don't. That at Fresh Market. Yeah. Let's don't get ahead of ourselves now. Um, on the cooking it. And you bought it where now? I got it at Fresh Market. Okay. Did you have to order it or did they have it? I called ahead to make sure that they had the prime grade. Um, I guess with all the, the craziness going on in the world right now, they've had a lot of problems getting the types of meat that we're looking for. Mm-hmm. So before I showed up in the store and said, hey, I want you to cut this, I wanted to make sure that they had what I wanted. Um, and as we get closer to Christmas, if the stores don't have it now, then they'll be getting it in soon. So yeah, I, I was a little ahead of the game as, as far as Christmas and prime ribs, but mm-hmm. I wanted to be able to smoke one tomorrow to follow up with the recipe that I'm going to give you tonight. Oh, okay. So you're so you're this is like practice, the practice yeah, prime rib. Yeah, it is. Boy, it's not it's not like it's not as cheap as practicing um, chicken wings, is it? I know. <laughs> now, I how much how much not. was that that prime? <laughs> how much was that prime three bone seven pound? prime rib from the fresh market food boutique it was 120 dollars 120 for seven pounds yes. now i don't have my yes. calculator aaron my associate here my producer director of the facebook side is he scrambling for his calculator a nifty 17 dollars well, it was 119 and change yep 17 dollars and 14 cents a pound mm-hmm. so when they had the the choice Prime rib was on sale for eight ninety nine a pound. So, oops. That much difference? Yeah. Well, they have it on sale. I don't know what it is regularly, but it was just a special that they had for the choice. That's pretty cheap, though. Eight ninety nine a pound. Ah no. Hey, did they have a? Um, did they have a good selection? I mean, did they have them all out in the case, or was it, was it near, not not many yet? No. No, you had to ask for it. Okay. They had they had one. That was sitting there, and that was, was yours. More of a display. That's probably yours, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> they teased everybody with yours. Yeah, not, Say, don't you wish you could buy this? I'm not convinced that mine had all the marbling that it should have. Yeah, talk about so that a little bit. We'll see. Well, um, you know, I ordered the the prime braid prime rib, mm-hmm. and I was told that they had a, a little bit left. So they put that one aside for me, and I said, I'll be there by 12 o'clock today. I was there at 11.15, and they had it labeled. They already had my name on it, the price on it, and it said choice. And I was like, no, hang on. So I got the explanation that, oh, no, this is yours. It was a mistake, and mm-hmm. I took a look at it. I have my receipt in the price tag, so if I need to go and have a, a chat later with someone there, then I will. Yeah, next time when you go in there, yeah, they probably know you at Fresh Market. You're probably a patron because they they're like the 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 like Augusta National. They are not members. They're well, they're members, but when they have guests, they're called patrons. And that's the way I feel when I go exactly. into Fresh Market. I'm a patron, <laughs> not a customer. So uh, they might uh, they might have to look at the. You may have to do like they do in the Steak Cookoff Association. Take a picture in there with you, you know, and say, "Look, Herb." This this is what a prime <laughs> ribeye looks like. Uh, 
And uh, and you, Listen, this is what I, have, I do have my photos. Yeah, I was preparing my dry brine earlier, and I took those pictures. Of, you know, I'm on that. Oh, I would love. I'd love to be a fly. I'd love to be a fly on the wall in that conversation. That would be a. That would be mm-hmm. a good one. They go, oh no, here comes that blonde headed lady. Look out! <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord, it's her. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Make sure they put their knives mm-hmm. down. Okay, when you um, um, let's see. I don't want to. I don't want to start the. We've only got a minute before the next break. Real, real quick, before we're going to go back to the prime rib after the break, but real quick, in a minute, what is your favorite thing to smoke, Trish, of all the proteins? What, what, is, what, what is your go-to thing? I, I, honestly, it, it's going to go to a pork shoulder. Pork so shoulder. I think that's my favorite thing. Okay. Yeah, so, if I don't have time to do shoulder, but... So just the the standard the standard what we know is all American pork it, it barbecue. Is, it's yeah, it's just so good. Well, being from Memphis, it's just one of my favorites. I, I, I'm assuming that you're being from Memphis. That's that's the number one protein there is pork. Mm-hmm. That's what Memphis mm-hmm. Barbecue Network's all about. NBN is uh, Memphis in May. It's all about the pork. Absolutely. Not a lot of beef. I don't. I can't accommodate a whole hog. So. I'll have to settle for a shoulder or a butt. Well, that's everybody's I holy grail. I think a would be next in line. That sounds good. Hey, we're going to take a real quick break. When we come back here on the Barbecue Show with Trish Hines, we're going to get into the nuts and bolts of the prime rib cook. So stay with us. The Barbecue Show is brought to you by the Barbecue Owl's Nest Barbecue Supply and Pro Shop in Ottawa. And we'll be right back. All right, you're sounding great now, Trish. Oh, thanks. It takes it takes a while to get. I really want to know about those gravity-fed smokers too. Have you never cooked on one? No, I haven't. Oh, you'll you'll love it. It's like cooking on a um, pellet cooker. It's it's a what it is. It's a big pellet cooker. That's all it is. And the okay. pellet the pellet cookers are charcoal. Instead of using pellets, you burn charcoal. You put the you load the charcoal in a in a chimney. And you light it from the bottom, and as the char as as the charcoal burns, it drips embers down into a tray, and you put wood chunks in the tray, and it ignites it ignite it ignites the wood chunks, and the smoke goes into the cook chamber, and that's where you get your smoke flavor. So you can okay. you can be doing a contest. You can say I'm going to start with oak, and then I'm going to move to pecan and finish it off with cherry, or you can put pecan and cherry in there together. Or you can just go with a single wood because all you have to do is have wood chunks, and they're readily available at Publix. Um, I've got them in my store from um, CookingWoods.com, and um, it's a, it's a great product. I think and you Lowe's can, has them too. Yeah, and you control it with a barbecue guru. It's got a fan and a thermostat that you buy that goes on it, so you set it and forget it. And the and I the, have a guru. Say so what? I do have a guru. Yeah, well, that's well. Then you you you're halfway there. Yeah. There's there. Um, we used to have a, a huge David Close smoker. You know, he was from Texas. Mm-hmm. It was like a, a thousand pound cooker. Yeah. And we had moved to another home in Florida that, where the backyard couldn't accommodate that huge smoker, so we sold it. But we missed that smoker. It was awesome. 
I've got a I've got a big Myron mixing water cooker, forty eight inch, and there's nothing I love more than dragging that out and using it. I love it. I love cooking on it. It's like cooking on a Ferrari. It is. <laughs> it is. It's. Uh, it is so. I'm sure Myron would love to hear you say that. Oh, uh, I've I've told him about it. I mean, he I actually bought it from him when he was at an Ace Hardware here in uh, Chattanooga last year. And uh, oh, nice. It is. Uh, it's 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 just unbelievable. But in the um, the um, the gravity feed, you can get a water pan, and you can uh, utilize water as well in them. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know if you've ever did the backwoods. Does it have a water pan? I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. So you know the the benefits of cooking with water are just, you know, you can cook so high, you can cook so fast, and the, and the meat still turns out great. And don't forget to fill the pan. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> You gotta make a. You that gotta, can get ugly. You do have to make a checklist. That's that's for sure. <laughs> you do. But that's all we do. It's all we do in barbecues. Make checklists. Let's see who has joined us. That, that's true. Tom Ide has joined us. We appreciate you listening, Tom. Uh, they're all they're all trading, they're trading uh, recipes. Uh, Steve Hamilton is on. Thanks, Steve, for watching tonight. Appreciate it. He, he may be a friend hey, of yours. My brother. Yeah, I was going to say. Al Selvage is listening, of course. Al's a good man, one of my one of my all-time favorite people. Bird Moore, we already said hi to him. Cam Day is listening. Cam, how you doing? We'll get Elk Creek in there. We're going we're gonna to get some more room. I think we're going to build, have to build another building. I hope my wife's not listening. <laughs> I, I have a feeling she knows it's coming. Uh, I, I tell you what. It's a... Uh, it is a it, this this barbecue store is just something. It's, it's been great. All right, we got about 15 seconds. We right live weeknights 8 to 10, Saturday night 7 to 10 on Talk Radio 102.3 WGOW FM. The most important appointment you'll have this week: the time you take to listen to us. Talk Radio 102.3 WGOW FM. Talk Radio 102.3. Welcome back to the Barbecue Show, brought to you by the Owl's Nest Barbecue Supply and Pro Shop in Ultawa. Tomorrow morning at 10.30, we will be introducing our newest rub, Hog Feathers Barbecue Sauce. I'm sorry, our newest sauce, Hog Feathers Barbecue Sauce. Free barbecue tomorrow at the Owl's Nest Barbecue Supply and Pro Shop. Come on by. I've got two big old butts that we'll be reheating tomorrow. Come by and we'll fix you a little slider, and you can try this new sauce. And you will like at 10.30 in the morning. Our special guest tonight is Trish Hines from Tampa, Florida. She is Sassy Q Barbecue. We're talking prime rib. We've bought the prime rib at Fresh Market. All right, Trish, now we're taking it home, and we're going to put it on the grill. Tell me what kind of grill you're going to put it on, How what temperature you're going to cook it at, what you're going to do to this three-bone uh, standing rib roast to get it ready. Okay, well, I've already started. I did the dry grind with the kosher salt. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a great thing to dry grind your meat the night before. Now, explain dry you brining. Know? Explain dry brining because everybody knows what brining is, but explain the dry brine. Okay, dry brining is just simply putting a layer of kosher salt over the meat. Um, it, it, the salt penetrates the meat. It helps it retain its moisture. Don't go too heavy of a layer with your salt because you don't want to wind up with a piece of salt meat. Mm-hmm. So 
I, I put an ice layer, didn't go too heavy. I wrapped it in plastic, and it's sitting in the fridge right now. So when I take it off tomorrow morning or whenever, you know, a couple of hours or so before I decide I'm going to start the smoker, I'm going to clean the rest of the salt off and oh, okay. get it ready for for the, the paste that I'm going to put on it. Okay. Now we. So, I hope we get this paste recipe because I've never, I've never, I haven't done paste yet. Well, I call it a paste. Um, you know, a lot of people like to just simply rub it down with some olive oil and chop up some fresh herbs like rosemary, thyme, parsley, that kind of stuff. I'm personally not a. Fan. I love rosemary. I don't want to use it in that capacity. So, actually, what I'm going to do is do a butter wrap. Um, I'll take two sticks of butter, let them get to room temperature, and then I'm going to mix in my salt and pepper. I'm going to crush some fresh garlic. Uh, I haven't decided. I'm probably going to put in my new steak ribs and then just coat it with that. Um, hmm. I think when you when you do that, whether you use butter as a paste or you know, a coating or not, be sure and butter the ends of your rib roast. Mm-hmm. Everybody kind of forgets about those. And because those are going to be the more done ends of your roast, and it keeps it helps keep the moisture in that. Yeah, they dry out so pretty quick. So that's what I'm going to do. So you're going to have yeah. so you're actually going to have that paste on there. Yes, I, I like that, that idea. There. I'm going to let it sit. Yeah, I, anything with butter. I mean, come on, yeah, it's got to be good. I know. Simple. Um, a lot of people use mustard, and then put their spices in there. I would use a coarse mustard if you prefer to do that. Blend your spices in and then coat your roast with that. Um, I will be putting it on the smoker. Which one? I will one? put it on at 250. Which one? Uh, the Traeger tomorrow. Okay. I'll, I'll be using the Traeger. Which is a pellet so smoker. Put it on at, and, and I'll tell you why. Um, because I want to do a reverse sear at the end. And it's going to be a lot more easy for me to control the temperature with the Traeger mm-hmm. than, say, if I did it on the green egg and did it that way. Okay. Uh, so that is my plan. So I will always cook the temperature, never time. Right. So when, when people ask how long it's going to take, it, we always say it, it takes as long as it takes until. It takes as long as it takes. Now, are you. you, can you approximate. Go ahead. You, you can approximate by the weight of the roast. So if, if I want medium rare, which is my goal, medium rare. Um, never medium well or well done. So, uh, so <laughs> the seven-pound roast, I'll approximate 20, 22 to 23 minutes per pound. So that should get me around two and a half hours, maybe a little more. Are you using any um, internal thermometers in the in the uh, roast while you're cooking? Yes. Yeah, I was going to say that is so important. If you're going to spend that kind of money on a piece of meat, Make sure you have a really good digital thermometer, uh, mm-hmm. some type of internal probe. I use a thermopin. Um, I hear Santa maybe bringing me a meter pin for Christmas, Ooh. which is what I want with the Wi-Fi. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I know that you talked about one earlier today that you have that you recommend. Mm-hmm. That's a that's um, a uh, instant I, that's an instant read thermometer. But are you gonna are you gonna be using one that stays in the that stays in the thing while you're cooking yeah. it though? Okay. Yeah. I do have, I'll, we'll have an internal probe as well. Okay, what brand do you use? Is it a, is it a, um, 
the thermal work is like the dot or is it the? Uh, it is. It is. I'm sorry. It's the thermal work. Okay. Yeah. And and um, I've got the. Uh, I think it's the. I, it's the mat. I mean, Heath uses the same one. I've got Heath Riles. I think it's the Master Chef. I think it's called. Or it's got all sorts of little mm-hmm. gizmos on it. But you don't, Tracy. I think that's. I I think it's very important. I think it's one of the most important things. Um, Earlier today, when I was uh, telling people about you being on the show, uh, I talked about the the thermometer being the probably the most important tool a person in barbecue can have, because it's a you know it's a it's a it's a tenderness game, barbecue is, and it's a um, Mm -hmm. and it's a temperature game, Uh, time. Time is is just not important in in barbecue. Whether you're cooking hot and fast or low and slow, it's it's just not. It, it's you can't you can't cook at time. You have to cook to temperature. And you've got your you're going to put your prime rib three pounds seven seven pounds three ribs. You're going to put it in your Traeger pellet smoker at 250 mm-hmm. degrees, and and you're right. going and you're going to you've already got your you've got your butter. Um, are you cooking it on a pan or directly on the uh, on the on the grate on the grates? I'm going to cook it directly on the grate. I'm going to make sure I have a pan underneath it to collect the dripping. Okay. So I can make my au jus or my gravy. Um, I don't. My mother, my mother used to take it the drippings and always make Yorkshire pudding. If you've ever done that. That's, oh, I do it all the time. Doesn't everybody? Okay. <laughs> I don't. You know what Yorkshire pudding is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. And when my meat gets to 120, then I'm going to take it off for a few minutes, let it rest a bit, crank the grill up to probably 425, mm-hmm. and then do a sear. Probably about, shouldn't take any more than 10 to 15 minutes. Rotate it a little bit, and when it gets to 130, then I'll take it off. Okay, that's the that's the magic. Off. That's the magical. That's going to be the magical, um, we'll say the magical 15-minute window in doing a, a perfect yes. prime rib. 250 degrees on the pellet cooker. Uh, she's going to monitor the temperature. Then Trish is going to take it up to 120 degrees, I think you said, correct? Yes. Okay. And then explain this reverse sear, what you're, what you're actually doing on a reverse sear for everybody because this is this is a neat thing that I've never done on one and I may I may want to try this well if you want the crusty exterior it's easier if you do it in the beginning then your meat is probably going to dry out as you cook so it's easier to do the low and slow keep that meat tender and then at the end just do you know what I'm saying? Crank the heat up and you know let it get that crusty exterior, and that's it's basically a reverse sear. So you're gonna you're gonna stand the rib roast up on its one end and let it and let it sizzle, I guess, right? Yeah, I'm gonna flip it. Okay, and then you're gonna I'm turn gonna, it over. I'll still have the bones in, so I really won't have to flip it that much. If you have it boneless, then mm-hmm. you'll have to make sure you rotate it. Yeah. So you're actually gonna just move the move the rib roast around on the on the grid on the grates rather. And they're gonna be super yeah. hot, and it should be like you're just gonna like singe the outside of it. And then what? Yeah. In what temperature are you looking for doing that? Probably around 425. On the grill, but what about the what about the meat? Oh, 
oh, I'm sorry. To me, when it comes to 130, then I'll take it off. Okay. And then I'll put a loose tint on it and then let it rest. I probably would go any more than 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And it'll probably already be up to 135 by that point, which is that was, like my cutoff. That was going to be my next question. What is what is the target? And, and you think it will raise only five only five degrees then, right? Right. Yeah, and, and when you're tinting your meat, make sure that you don't wrap it up tight because if you do, then you just retain more heat in there and it's just going to keep cooking. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to do that. So if if, if we were doing a say if we were doing a bunch of prime ribs, and um, mm-hmm. and we 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 pulled them at one twenty, and instead of reverse searing them, we just went ahead and wrapped them right up. Would they? Would you think they would rise to one thirty to one thirty five? In, um, in a cooler situation, yeah, you're going to lose your crust. Yeah, you know it depends on on what you want. Yeah, it'll come up. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. If you're, not, if you're not worried about having a crusty exterior, I might leave it on a little longer than 120. Mm-hmm. Maybe like 128, 125, okay. something like that. All right, that, that's good advice. We're going to take our last break, Trish. You hang on. You're listening to The Barbecue okay. Show here on Talk Radio 102.3 WGOW with our special guest and rib roast expert, Trish Hines from Tampa, Florida. And we'll be right back. So stay with us on The Barbecue Show here on Talk Radio, the Talk Monster. You know, Trish, I don't think people, you know, that's, if they've never done a prime rib, at that last, you know, at the last part when you're when you're hitting 120, you start to, to, what do you do with the rib roast? Do you take it off the cooker and let it sit while you get the grill temperature up to uh, 425? Right. Okay, so just let it sit that's there. You don't have to do anything special to it. Nope. Because nope. this is this is an expensive piece of meat. We don't want, you know, we don't want anybody to have any question. We want to know. Exactly what so you just take it and set it aside, right? Yes. And then crank the thing up loosely and loosely cover it. Mm-hmm. Okay, just loosely cover it. And yeah, so I mean if you've got a pellet smoker, it shouldn't take that long to, to get your temperature up. No, it doesn't. It'll be up there in probably five minutes. Mm-hmm. Which trigger do you which model do you have? I have the was it the Pro thirty four? How, how big is that one? 34 inch? It's big. Yeah. Okay. It's one of the bigger ones. Okay. I tell you, the pellet the pellet cookers are, are fantastic. We sell the Green Mountain Grills, and they are just, uh, they're just unbelievable. Unbelievable. So easy to I use. I sell a lot of those, too. Yeah, we do. We do. We do we've done real well with them. Good. But, but, I mean, the whole pellet, the whole pellet scheme, though, I'm not talking about you know, product to product. I'm talking about the entire method of using a pellet cooker is so it makes it it makes it so easy. And um, it does. You, you don't have to be a pit master to run a pellet smoker. Right. It's more user friendly. Yeah, I tell people that if um if they don't care about you know learning any fire management, which which nowadays most people don't want to learn fire management. They just want to cook good food for their family. And not mm-hmm. have to uh, spend, you know, looking at looking at a, a smoker overnight, which weirdos like us really like to do for some reason. But uh, 
You know, there's nothing there's there's, there's nothing like looking at your smoker at four o'clock in the morning going, Wow, this is great. I wish I was in bed. <laughs> well, oh, I'm, I'm, how many good times have you had staying up all night long watching a smoker? Uh very few. Haven't have oh, it's a lot of fun. Well, Just yeah, but not at four though. Maybe I had a lot of fun from eleven to one, <laughs> but But I used to, we used to stay up all night, but we don't anymore. We learned, we learned a little, uh, we learned fire management and pit management. Right. Well, I can't, I can't wait to try that butter, uh, that butter thing. That's, uh, that is going to be, that's going to be a neat, I'm going to try that for sure. Yeah, it's just like a compound butter, you know, whatever you want to put in it. So you, do you do you make do you make do you smash it up like into a compound or just or is it still kind of a a pasty paste? Well, you let the butter soften. Yeah, right. You let the butter soften and then you mix everything in. Mm -hmm. um, if I was going to be fancy and wanted to use it for presentation, then I would roll it in plastic and turn it into a roll. But since I'm just going to slather it on this beef, then I don't need to worry about that. I just need to whip it all together. Uh, Al Selvich had a good a good question. Um, rotisserie, you know, I never thought about that. But how good would a how good would that be? A, a, a prime um, rib a prime rib on a rotisserie. I'm sure that would be good. You probably have to. You probably be better to cook I mean, it with no radio, with no bone. But I bet it would be good though. That's right. Got about 15 seconds. Now we'll have about we'll only have about. Three, three and a half minutes when we come back, okay? So we're going to go over uh, slicing it up okay. for the presentation. Talk Radio 102.3 FM, the Talk Monster. Welcome back to the Barbecue Show. This is Steve Ray, our guest Trish Hines from Tampa, Florida, of Sassy Q Barbecue and the local Tampa area rib roast expert. Okay, we've pulled the, uh, we've seared off the rib roast. And we've got it under the tent, and everybody is gathering at the table, setting their wine glasses down, putting heaps of mashed potatoes and green beans on their plates, waiting for <laughs> Trish to bring in the center of attention, this three-bone rib roast. How are we going to cut this thing now, Trish? Because that's, that's as important as uh, cooking it, is how we're going to cut it with those bones and everything. What are you going to do with well, those bones, and how are you going to carve this thing up? bones have been removed and tied back on right so that makes it easier to carve okay so you know i'm going to take it off put the meat on the platter put the bones aside save them i mean make a stock or something like you know a soup stock or something like that um you know just depends on how many people you're serving and how you want to slice it up everybody who wants something a little more done gets the end pieces and those of us who like it Feeding rare or rare or however you like it or going for the middle. Now those bones are now there. Um, there'll be a lot of meat on those bones when you take them off. We, we, do you think you'll there'll have? That's what. Do you have any carnivores there that like to nibble on those things? Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. You can just nibble on it, or you can put it in your gravy and get some of the meat, or like I said, use a stock, and that way you can get, you know, some of the, the marrow will come out of the bone as well and add some more flavor to your stock. Now, when you got your prime rib, did you have the butcher cut the bones off or did you do it? I had the butcher do it. 
Um, it's really easy to do yourself. It was just a time saver to have them do that for me. Yeah. And plus, you've got to you've, you've got, got a, a good good got, fillet knife and just go along the bone, and mm-hmm. it's just easy peasy. But then you got to tie it back on too, though. And that's yes, uh, you do. And that's if you've never tied anything a piece. I mean, it's a little. I mean, it's not super hard, but it's um. It's it's, con- it's not, but there's lots of videos on YouTube or Google or whatever. Just you know, look it up, and there's there's plenty of things out there to to show you what you need to know if you want to do it yourself. But I, I like that. I, I like the, uh, thanks, thanks, Kurt. I like the whole method you you just gave us. Trish, to recap: make sure you, when you pick out the meat, uh, Trish got prime, but you can get choice. It's your it's your. I guess picking out the meat is your probably your your most your biggest uh, your biggest choice. Whether you know how much you want to spend, um, and the, the prep is very important with the with the salt that Trish went over, and of course the uh, I think the end you know. You know, any anything you cook at the end, Trish, um, or anything you cook, the end part, the end of the cook is the most important, don't you think? Oh yeah, I do. And you know, the beauty of the prime rib is as elegant as a, a roast as it is. I think it's it's really simple to do. All you have to make sure is that you just don't overcook it. A lot of people just want salt and pepper. Yeah. A little olive oil and salt and pepper, and they're quite happy with that. And it's delicious either way. One minute. All right. Real good. Trish Hines, thank you so much for joining us here on the Barbecue Show. What um, Where can people reach you and reach out to you on social media? Um, you can find me on Instagram at SassyQBBQ, also on Facebook. If you'd like to send me an email, it's SassyQBBQ at gmail.com. There you, you can go. see our website, com, and we're actually running a special this month for Christmas. So if you are not in the Ottawa Chattanooga area, but you want to order, you can order online your line of uh, rubs Absolutely. and sauces. Absolutely. Absolutely. Trish Hines, thank you so much. You stay with us for the end of the Facebook show, okay? Everybody, thank you for listening here on WGOW, Talk Radio 102.3, to the Barbecue Show. We'll be back next Friday night where we'll be talking pizza with America's pizza expert, Matt Frampton. Trish, you did wonderful. Thank you. That was so much fun. great to be here. I can't, I can't, I can't wait to try the, uh, I hope my, my buddy, my partner, Frank, Frank Blair was listening tonight. So I hope Frank's been listening and, uh, gives him some ideas for the, uh, butter bath. For the uh, prime ribs that we'll be doing, I think that's doable. Doing right. t- doing twenty ribs, I don't think doing twenty uh, uh, butter uh, wraps would be that difficult of a task. Do you? No, not at all. No, see, Frank could do that too. He's got a lot of time on his hands because he's off the rest. Oh, Frank. <laughs> Steve, our friend Steve Jordan. Well, from- I- Go ahead. How did your um, prime rib turn out the other night? I saw that you smoked. Oh, it was good. It was you know nothing nothing fancy. I don't, uh, you know, I don't know enough to make it extra special, uh, like I do now since talking with you. But it was a, uh, it was just a, it was a uh, four bone. Uh, I did the same thing with the bones. Had the butcher cut them off, then tie them back on, and um, it was good. It was it was really good. We had a lot of good reviews on it. Took it to work. Gave it to the guys. Uh, made a lot of um, uh, prime rib biscuits for some people. Gave those out in the morning. 
Yeah, could you imagine coming to the gas station getting a prime rib biscuit? How cool would that be? You know, I, I mi- every day. you know, I mixed up a real neat. Um, <laughs> this is this is how how much I don't know about cooking. I thought I want to I want to make a real neat neat sauce for this. So I, I got some horseradish sauce, and then I had some uh, stone ground mustard. I said I'm going to mix these things up. So I took half and half, mixed up the horseradish with the mustard, and I said now I need something sweet. So I got a butcher barbecue. David just came out with a real neat rub. It's called maple. It's super sweet, uh, almost like crystallized brown sugar with, with some other ingredients in it. So I put that maple rub in there real heavy, mixed it all up in a, a little bowl, and put, the, uh, put it on the biscuits. And uh, everybody said, oh, the sauce was great. And, and then the next day I went to the store looking for some more horseradish, and guess what I saw? Horseradish with mustard. <laughs> I thought I had it invented it. And it, it was already I've on. I've never seen that. I yeah. I mean, it was, they, they had rows. I mean, they had rows and rows and rows of it with different, like five different manufacturers of it. Uh, <laughs> horseradish and mustard. So I thought I'd really captured the imagination. And then, like everything I do, somebody's already come up. I thought I invented uh, fried uh, leftover mashed potatoes the other night until I put it on Facebook and everybody pointed was, was so so quick to point out that I did not invent that that they've been eating it since they were children so such is my cooking career I, I, I do not want fried mashed potatoes I like just mashed potatoes they're fried they're pretty good With a little cream cheese and some cream cheese and butter and whip them up and yum oh yeah that's good Trish thank you so much for being on the show you were great. Um, everybody loved well, listening to you. Thanks for having me. You bet. We'll, we'll get you on again. And um, good. have a good Merry Christmas down there in Tampa. And uh, good luck on that prime rib. Make sure you post some pictures on social media so we can uh, all check them out, please. Will. All right. Thank you so much. Okay. Well, Merry Christmas to all you guys. Thanks, Trish, so much. Everybody okay. here on Facebook, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We sure appreciate it. Uh, don't forget, you can follow us on Instagram. Here on Facebook, on YouTube, all the shows go on YouTube, and uh, we post some bonus content there as well. Please like our our channel and hit that bell, um, and we sure would appreciate that. And uh, you can also hear this broadcast again on podcast, um, starting, uh, we'll have it posted tomorrow. All the back back episodes of the uh, barbecue show and the Owl's Nest barbecue show on Facebook are there on uh, YouTube and on podcast. Until next Friday, Matt Frampton is going to be with us next Friday. He is America's pizza expert. We'll be talking pizza, all kinds, not, um, Neapolitan, deep dish, grilled pizzas. Matt is he's fascinating, and you will love listening to Matt and me get your questions ready for the pizza guy next Friday night. That's Matt Frampton. Until then, everybody, please drive safely over the weekend. And as we always say, good night and good luck.